Hello, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. Glenn and I, the Mind Zone Muscle Show. Today, we're talking about some other business-related topics for personal trainers. We're going to be talking about how to get as many as clients as fast as possible, and this compare-contrast between money now and money later activities as a professional. So I'm excited about this one. It's actually one of my favorite topics. Yeah, and I think that this is that bridge that a lot of people need to hear about because I think... Um, we talk a lot about long-term strategies, about building reputation, about building your authority using Facebook. groups. We talk about a whole bunch of different uh, ways that you can grow about your business and market and get yourself out there. Some people, though, who are going to be listening to this podcast, and chance are a lot of people coming to the actual Fitness Pro Mentors page, are in dire need of clients now. They might have 10 hours a week of, that they're working. Maybe that's five to eight clients and as a result of that, they might be feeling a little bit of pressure, a little bit of fear, a little bit of discomfort because they've got bills to pay, rent, maybe a family to feed, who knows. And they're in the spot where it's like, okay, well, a lot of these strategies are great to grow my business in the long term, but I need to find some clients now. So this is really great because there's actually a gentleman who's going to be signing up with our mentorship. I'm really excited to have him. I know he's going to get insane results when we can kind of warp speed this whole thing in our 12-week program. By the way, if you're not familiar, we have a 12-week marketing mentorship where people just like you are getting clients consistently each week and are building the confidence to have the practice that they want. And ultimately, several of them are going on to open their own business. It's incredible. We're helping fitness pros be CEOs, and it's something I'm pretty fired up about. But this one particular individual reached out to me and said, hey, I had something pop up. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to do this mentorship right away because there's been some financial changes. I need to get as many clients in my schedule as fast as possible. I said, no problem. I sent him a voice note. And by the way, if you want it, let me know and I'll send it to you. And I gave him one of the strategies that we use that we're putting into our course pack called Money Now Strategies. And this particular individual on Saturday by Wednesday had three new people in his schedule for this particular strategy. Three new people in three days just by using this one tactic. Now, admittedly, I'll tell you the truth. I am not a gigantic fan of quick return tactics because I don't like the false sense of confidence that it can build in that you do something, you get excited, you get a few new people, you go, oh my gosh, business is growing and it's blowing up. But at the same time, that tactic has a shorter lifespan. In reality, it's the smallest cracks beneath the surface that create an avalanche. And so what we want to try and do, and this is what today is all about, is we want to try and get as many clients into your schedule as fast as possible. What we do need to be talking about, which is the big part of our program, is how do we have short-term tactics to increase engagement, lead generation, and grow your audience that convert to immediate business to help you feel comfortable financially to work on the long-term tactics that'll be the automated system that will bring people into your world consistency consistently for your entire career. And I think this is a real key difference. And it's one of the things that we were just talking about in our staff meeting last week. We need that separation of those two things, but understand that they're both translucent pieces of paper happening concurrently. It's funny because I was just about to say that about how it's about the layers and you always want to be focusing on all the layers, but some layers at different times. If you're in need of clients right now, doing the money now stuff, super important, but it can never be at the cost of some of the money later stuff, right? The business building, the reputation building, the Facebook group, whatever it is that you're going to be doing to build your authority and reputation for the long term because at the end of the day people who've been following you for months on end people who are in your group or in your world they're following whatever your social media platform is those people have been creeping you or maybe they've been giving you some engagement or whatever that is but by the time they come knocking on your door they're pretty much pre-sold then it's not up to you not to cock it up not to make a mistake, but it is up to you to still do the due diligence to make sure they're serviced well, they get what they need, and that what you do fits what they're 
problems are, that you can solve their problems. However, having said that, excuse me, these people who find you through these shorter term money now strategies, they might not be the warmest people. It's going to require a lot of talking to different people, a lot of interacting with different people. Can get a little bit uncomfortable. You know, Brandon, I've had hard times with this in the past, just randomly talking to some people that I don't know. But the return is you get some clients now. However, because those clients might not be the warmest relationships compared to people that have been following you for a long time, there is a greater chance that that relationship, that relationship that you cultivate with them might not be as long as someone that's been nurtured by you for a lot longer. So I think the key with all of this, like Glenn is kind of alluding to, is this, this comes down to building relationships. Like this whole building relationships and getting business fast. I mean, as you can imagine, if I said, hey, go sell someone something right now, you probably could picture if I said, go sell something right now, a very cheesy sales tactic that most salespeople do, right? If I said, you're going to act the role of a salesperson, go. Well, you put your hat on, you put your suit on, you get your briefcase, you go down the street, you knock on everybody's door, you tell them about your features and benefits. Hey, I do this amazing thing as a neuromuscular-based personal trainer, and I do X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel sleazy. Those people aren't going to want you at their door and it's going to feel crummy. This is where we talk about ABN, always be nurturing. You need to be consistently nurturing people and building the relationships. And so when you're approaching anything that I'm about to suggest here, and we're talking about this in the short-term tactic strategy, it needs to be from the most genuine place of trying to help people. That's it. And that's what I, I was recording a bunch of videos for our backend courses all around this. And that's what I couldn't emphasize enough is that these tactics are all extremely simple. There are two things that you really need to focus on. One, operate from your genuine self of actually caring about people. If you approach it from the mentality of I need money and I need this money now, you're not going to be super successful. But if you come from the place of, you know what, I do need some business, but I'm actually genuinely interested to make some connections with folks that I've talked to in the past or new people. If you approach it from this nurturing perspective, it becomes so much less terrible. And that's great because if you think, oh my gosh, I'm calling Glenn and I haven't talked to Glenn in three years. I'm going to feel cheesy and sleazy. If you come across cheesy and sleazy, yeah. But if you come across from a genuine place and you are honestly trying to learn more about where he is at and what he's been struggling with and how you can help, A-B-N, you'll be in a really good spot. And guess what? If you've gone through our program or you've built systems to capture different quality leads, cold, warm, and hot leads to curate them over time and have them transfer into business in the future, it doesn't matter if they don't buy anything. What matters is now they're reintegrated into your system. They're in your world. They're a part of the conversation. And guess what that turns into over time? Relationships and potentially more business. It's amazing how much changing the framing goes for yourself when it comes to making these calls. Now there's, there's gonna be a couple different kinds of people and they probably fall on more of a spectrum, but the, if we're to make it more black and white, and Brandon, put both of us up for a second. If you were to make it a little more black and white, you would see two different people. Brandon, in my opinion, he's amazing at getting done what needs to get done to help his business grow. If you told Brandon to call 100 people to grow his business, he'd be like, when do you need it done by? And then he would just start picking up the phone. I'm the kind of person where I have my own personal struggles with that and my own stuff that's going on beneath the surface where I have a harder time making those calls and getting out of my comfort zone. I still do it, right? It takes me a little bit more time, but I get there. For me to hear Brandon talk about the change in frame, about, hey, stop calling and making it about 
selling or making it about making money and you make it about them and just having that conversation and only if it makes sense do you make that request being like hey why don't we get together for you know this thing here and we'll talk about what that thing is i just don't want to give away too much right now before we get into the actual tactics i'll jump here. in in a second don't yeah, you worry yeah, you will what i'm trying to get with this though is you're gonna there's gonna be different kinds of people and for people where you are like brandon where you've got the that kind of just panache, that part of you that will just take action and go no matter what, that's fantastic. For people like me where that framing is so important and needing to square myself up to, to make those calls, taking a real moment and really thinking about, hey, I'm just gonna call these people to see how they're doing. I just wanna connect with them. I wanna build some rapport. I honestly just wanna get over there with them. And then, only if then, they've opened up the door and they're open to having this kind of conversation about maybe coming back to see me for some help, then I'll make that offer. I'll make the request. But then and only then, take the pressure off yourself, frame it differently, center yourself. It's going to make some of the things that we're going to share with you today that much more better and also, to be honest, enjoyable. Not even like you'll get to do it, but just like it'll be an enjoyable experience, which is amazing if you're someone who right now might have a negative experience or a negative relationship to calling people out of the blue. So two things to set this entire thing up. First and foremost, uh, you need to know your unique selling proposition. What is it that you do that no one else does better? I know in my town that if someone is hurting and wants to be stronger, that right now I am the guy that people think about. They call me and my rates are fine and I have become the expert of that person and that comes from 16 years of doing all of this stuff. Glenn, Taylor, and everyone else here also has that same expertise, which is great because now my unique selling proposition has extended into Strata's reputation. And now people come here and they know, hey, if you go to Strata and you're hurting, they have people that can help you get stronger. That is an extremely specific, unique selling proposition. No one will pay my rates for weight loss based goals because frankly, that is not my expertise. So I would say first and foremost, know exactly the pains that you specifically solve to make sure when you contact these people for any of these various strategies that we're about to talk about, that you know exactly what framing hat you're wearing. Because frankly, if someone's like, if you're a pain person, like I would say, you help people with the most advanced pain problems. And you're talking to someone who's like, you know what, Brandon, I really want to put on as much muscle on my body as fast as possible, right? you may not be able to sell them on that with your particular price point. You probably could do a fantastic job of that. But if you're a $150 an hour trainer and you're talking about hypertrophy and you're not a hypertrophy expert, you may be in trouble. So first and foremost, know exactly your unique selling proposition to make sure that you feel extremely confident with that to whomever you're talking about. Second is you have to recognize that there's a differentiation between inbound and outbound traffic when you're communicating with people. Most of us are waiting for inbound. Inbound is literally referrals. Someone reaches out to you and says, hey, Glenn, I heard you great. I would love to work with you. Hey, or a colleague refers someone. I had someone from Tampa, one of our students, refer me from someone that he was seeing there. Right? That is all inbound traffic. If we're waiting for inbound traffic all the time, you can grow businesses like that, and lots of personal trainers do, and I encourage you to learn the systems to get good at those. However, it is slower. You are waiting for the ice to melt. You are waiting for the rain to come to you. This is why I say I want you to make it rain. We are looking at outbound traffic strategies. So what I want to talk about is setting up very simple strategies for your mindset to consider outbound communication a healthy thing and making sure that your framing is completely super stoked about this entire idea of helping people. 
Because if you're thinking about outbound, outbound traffic to communicate with people as a positive experience, frankly, in my opinion, if you're a trainer where you're working out of a facility and you have access to gym members, in my opinion, you should have literally almost no excuse to not be smashed full by the end of the month. And I do mean that. It's the 16th because you have people that are already there focusing on their health and wellness. If you don't have access to that, there's still opportunities down there. So first, how are you different and who do you serve better than anybody else? You cannot just be a generalist if you're offering this higher ticket price point as a one-on-one -on -one trainer. You cannot be. Second, do you understand the difference between inbound and outbound traffic? And that was what Glenn was talking about with his kind of struggles with that outbound stuff. Yeah, no, you nailed it. You nailed it. So for this outbound stuff, first and foremost, there's a couple key principles. One, I want you to have a very clear outcome in mind. Now that sounds absolutely insane because you're like, well, of course, I just want people in my schedule. My outcome is I want more money and want more people. Great. The problem is, is you need to fulfill a problem. You need to solve a problem to get to that point. So it sounds really simple, but it comes back to the unique selling proposition is that when you're reaching out to people and you have a particular strategy, what is it that you're offering? What is the irresistible offer that you're trying to help people with? So in our program, we teach having three different containers of different lead generation systems. One container for catching cold leads, one for catch catching warm leads, and then one for catching hot leads. And of course, each one of those containers is to exponentially speed up the communication process to get people to convert to sales, right? So when we reach out to people, if we have a clear destination for each one of those things, right? We've got a tracking sheet. We have a cold bin farm where we catch the coldest leads and get them warmed up. We've got a warm bin farm that takes warm leads and makes them hotter. And then a hot bin farm. And hot is frankly people coming in for a sales meeting or something like that. You need to know exactly what those lead generation centers are. So when you talk to someone and you're qualifying them, and you're using the situational awareness to get comfortable with, is this going the direction we want it to? You can figure out exactly what you're gonna offer for each one of those things. So you need to know your unique selling proposition, but you also need to know, if this person is not interested in what I'm doing, where am I gonna offer? What am I gonna offer? Because this is the thing, right? If you come up to someone and you genuinely say, hey, listen, Glenn, I'm really interested in trying to help you. I know COVID-19 has been absolutely insane and I'm on the gym floor and I'm talking to you and I wanna know, what have you struggled through COVID-19, right? If you approach all that, you have this conversation and he's like, eh, not really interested. And then you go, oh, great. And you don't really have something offer because you genuinely approach the conversation trying to offer something to him. But then at the end, if you don't actually have something to offer, what's it gonna feel like? Yeah. This was a sale. This was a sale and I wasn't interested and now I feel dirty. I'm out. We can't have that. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking that if it's really about delivering value and nurturing people, regardless of where they are at in the continuum there, having something like a value piece or a group that you can offer them that is of value, obviously, right? A value piece in of itself goes a really long way. And that's one of the reasons why you've, if you've been listening to this podcast in any regularity, you've probably heard us talk about value pieces before. These kind of documents, videos, PDFs, whatever you want to call them, eBooks that you can give to people so that they have something of value that they leave from your conversation. It's a great opportunity for you to showcase your skills and your reputation. And to be frank, no one's really doing this. People might be used to getting these kind of value pieces or these videos that you're sharing with people, maybe as a part of signing up for a newsletter or something like that. But you know, I have it set up so that um, I have an electronic business card. 
And anytime I meet somebody, I pull up my electronic business card. If it's going that way and we're talking about exercise and what it is that I do and anything like that. And, and I have this kind of like this or that, like, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but I'd love to do uh, sit down and talk with you to see if I can help you some of the stuff that you've shared with me. Or if you like, listen, I got a great Facebook group and some of the stuff I can just send you might help you with some of those things that you're struggling with right now. Take out my little electronic business card, tap it on their phone. My link tree comes up, which is just a web page with a whole bunch of links. And people can see my contact information or they can get into our Strata pain-free Facebook group or they can get our bulletproof back guide that we created or they can get eight exercise tips so they don't hurt yourself when you're training. They get all these different things um, potentially or they have access to all these different things when they first meet me and that does one of two things. Either it's going to set me up for with them to have a follow-up meeting so we can do some work together potentially or they leave being blown away that I have all these free resources that they just got for free that they can start working with. And even if right now that lead doesn't come to fruition, they've got my contact information if they want to save it or they can just join our Facebook group and float around until their pain or their discomfort or whatever's driving them to consider working with me gets so great that they feel like it would be crazy for them not to take action. Which all of that, if you're hearing Glenn talk about that, right? he said build your reputation for like helping this. It's not just about reputation and that's a part of it though. It's about helping them. Hmm. And that's where listening and nurturing their problems so you can identify exactly who you're talking to and what they're struggling with right now and you can have something to help solve that problem right now. And this is one of the biggest problems. And this is a 16 minute preamble to set up the money now stuff. But I find way too many people have an idea of I'm I know someone's got an isofit and he's like, I'm going to get all these people to come in for an isofit session. What if that's not what they need? What I'm going to get everyone to come in for a nutrition consultation. That's a ton of value. What if that's not what they're saying they need? What if they're saying that they need, they need to move better so they can pick up their grandkid? What if they're saying that they're struggling with food and you don't have a nutritional guy? What, whatever, you need to try and use these value pieces to nurture and help solve these problems. So if you check back to previous episodes, and if you're interested, go to Spotify, anywhere there's podcasts, or in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. We talk about community, value pieces, and all this kind of stuff. So let's talk about one of these things. First and foremost, I will tell you the simplest way to make more money now. Raise your rates. It sounds insane. This one's not even about nurturing and helping people. In fact, it's asking for more from the people that are right in front of you. But if you're in a position where you're like, hey, listen, I need an extra 150 bucks per week to make this work or I'm gonna be in trouble, that is the fastest way. Now, in most cases, I would encourage you to raise your rates when you get to a specific volume of sessions. But if you have 10 hours of people and you're offering incredible value and you're in a position, you just gotta get some extra money into your wallet so you can actually have the resources to do X, Y, and Z, raising your rates is a fast way to do that. I have the 50-50 rule or the equal rule I like to follow with this, that if you raise your rates by 10% and your hours drop by 10%, you're in a pretty good spot because that means that you are actually breaking even by working less. And in my opinion, that actually works out really well. So first and foremost, that is a very, very simple one. If you're looking at raising your rates and you're struggling, message Glenn, myself, or Taylor, and we happily offer some suggestions with that. That has nothing to do with the previous things, but I will say that that's a really fast way. Second, this is my favorite thing to do. There's two of them that I want to talk about, and I think that'll be a great, a bunch of ammunition. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, I only got three things that, trust me, if you do all these things, it'll absolutely work. The first one is resurrections. I wholeheartedly believe that one of the most powerful things that you can do is within your business is look at your previous clients and look at strategies to get people that have been in your world back in your world. Now that's scary because when someone leaves 
our tenure of working with us. Most cases, what happens? They ghost us. They cancel on us a bunch of times and stop scheduling. They say they're unhappy with the sessions. They say, hey, you fixed everything. I feel great. Thanks so much. You're too expensive. What are the myriad of reasons why someone might break up with you? When they break up with you, most people I've talked to feel rejected by that individual. I understand that. Glenn rejected me, broke up with me. I don't feel good about this. I understand. And that's a scary place to be. So now what I'm going to ask you to do is call these people. Dang, right? This person that rejected you. Well, first and foremost, they didn't reject you. People, as you know, things get pushed to the wayside. Their priorities get changed through COVID. Routines change. And it's a real big thing that just kind of happens with humans. Now, with this entire idea of people not being in your world, these people have already invested into you, right? When you think about growing your audience and integrating people into your world, which are like kind of two simple steps, we call it finding and integrating. These people have already done both. They found you somehow, inbound or outbound. They entered into your world. They gave you money. And once they gave you money for some results, whether or not those results were what they're looking for or not, they already invested into you. There's something about the idea of you and your business and your energy that they invested in. Now, whether or not they're in your world now, that's fine, but they've already invested in you. And people who've already spent money in one place are far more likely to spend money in that same place again. So we got to have a resurrection strategy. Resurrections. Glenn, how does it feel to call people that you used to work with? <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. I mean, we talked about a whole bunch of framing stuff, but I'll tell you my experience because I did this recently. Now, for those of you who uh, don't know, I started at Strata, oh my God, my gosh, almost two years ago. Almost like two years ago and like probably like about a month, not even, right? Well, I was looking because McMillan came here and did his thing in November mm -hmm. and you joined after. Because I remember yeah. you were like, I just missed that. And it was December, yeah. I think. And we, yeah. ground, we got everything going before I think COVID. it was like literally the beginning of December, yeah. right? So almost two years. So I started here. I got busy with the clients that uh, I was generating that I had. And then what happened? Everything got locked down. And if you know anything about Ontario, uh, Toronto and the greater Toronto area had among the longest lockdowns of any uh, state or governing body in the world. And so I was probably working with, oh, I, I don't know at that time, maybe eight to 10 people. And I wasn't even really at full time just yet. Keep in mind that I came from a gym in Toronto. And Toronto from where Strata is, it's about an hour drive. That's not asking a little bit of people, that's asking uh, quite a bit from people who are used to driving or coming in five or 10 minutes and now come in an hour. So I had a small group of people that I was working with here at Strata. And once we started back up again here after the pandemic crossed us by, Brendan said, hey Glenn, why don't you reach out and call all these people that you used to work with and see, just see what happens. And I went through exactly what I think a lot of the people went through. This was the second time I asked you to do it. What was the first time? Remember, there was a first time and it was right near, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, right. And it was when we'd opened up for like, I think, an eight-week stint. And then we got shut back down again. And we talked about, and this is, and I want to talk about this if you don't mind. Sure. I brought it up and you said, well, I just don't feel good about calling these people. Okay, this is what you, okay, go on, take this, take this. Yeah, one. yeah. And you just, you, a long story said, I just don't feel good about calling these people. It feels kind of weird to call these folks. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? I do remember that, yeah. And how did you get through that? How did I get through that? Uh, I just picked up the phone and I did it. Right, so I reframed myself, rain, right? Rain, yeah. Pardon? Rain making. Rain making. Yeah, I just picked up the phone and I started calling people. And what's interesting is a lot of the clients that I was working with started coming back again once we were closed down. I called these people, only worked with them for a couple of weeks. A lot of them came back. And you know what's funny is 
if we were to take the example of the lockdown per se, Brandon, and then we compare that to like when people just leave you, I mean, in both cases, the, the actually thing that happened was you just couldn't work with people anymore. Regardless if the framing is the government forced you to stop working with people and see them in person versus people left you for whatever reason they came up with, they just, you just couldn't work with them. And irregardless of that previous reason they left you, what I really got was there's no reason you still can't call these people anyways, right? Like a lot of these people, they, it might feel like rejection at the time, but as Brandon said before, there's any number of different reasons why people would stop working with you. It could be that maybe you weren't delivering what they needed and that's very real, but there's so many other things like I just had a kid and I can't keep working with you because that's taking up a lot of my time now. Or if you work with athletes, it's my in-season right now. I just don't have the time to work with you. We've got to put a stop to this right now. All these different reasons come up. And some people, listen, they've got their own emotional stuff that they're dealing with. Some people on some deep level might just not feel worthy of taking care of themselves. And because of that, they come up with any number of mental gymnastics for why working with you right mm -hmm. now isn't a good idea. And through their own personal growth, maybe now it's a good time for them to work with you. So just as a sidebar, right? People stop working with you for any number of different reasons. A lot of them don't have anything to do with you and more to do with them. Um, but my experience calling these people was once I started calling them and I just made it about, th I made it about them and where they were at and our connection, it really wasn't that bad. A lot of people I called still lived far away and them coming up here just wasn't a good fit. And I get that and that's fine. But it felt really, really great to call them and, and come in connection with them. Other people were like, you know, right now is just not the time. I'm still kind of concerned about this whole pandemic thing. But let's talk, ba touch base later. Well, let's let's. So before we go down the, I can go on forever. Yeah, we'll here. go. We'll, 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 we'll come back to that. Okay. Right? But this is the simple thing: is that when you call these folks, right? It's like, hey, Glenn. You know what? It's been a crazy pandemic. I hope you don't mind me reaching out. I know we used to work together three years ago. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to touch base with you. I found that a lot of the clients that I'm currently working with really struggled with how their body feels leaving the pandemic. And I'm just trying to touch base with people that have been in my world in the past and just see how you're doing. And is there anything that I've got kind of like free resource rise that might actually be able to help you feel better? How's it going? How is your body feeling through COVID? How you been doing? Right? You see, and that's the very simple thing is that what Glenn was saying is you can just call people to have a conversation, just touch base with them and just nurture them. Mm -hmm. It's really simple to literally, like I just said, quite literally just call and talk to an old client and just ask them, how's it going? Yeah. How are you doing? Hey, three years ago, we stopped working together because you had a kid. How's your kid? How are you feeling? Now, here's the thing, right? Okay. So resurrection strategy. One, know what you're going to offer them. I would encourage you if you have an assessment process of some sort, some prepackaged diagnostics process, baseline assessment, to offer to think about giving that to free to the hottest, hottest leads. If you have a community that we've talked about in previous episodes, think about that as the cold and warm lead. If you have a video or a book that you've created that we call a value piece for our little value method that helps to get people from colder to warmer and warmer to hotter faster, have all these things in the back of your mind. So when they tell you what they're struggling with, you can offer it to them. Then I would think about really packaging a free assessment. Two, call them. And step two is just make a connection make a connection. And this is where you can have situational awareness. That'll be a very powerful thing to identify what direction the conversation is going. What do I mean by situational awareness, right? If I call Glenn up and I'm like, Hey Glenn, how's it going? And he gives me a one word answer. Good. Fine. 
right? You guys have had text message conversations with people, written conversation, email. If they give you a one word answer, how engaged are they in talking to you? Right, Glenn? Hey, long time no talk. How you been? Fine. How are you? Not very engaged, right? So to me, if I can't ask a couple questions to get things going and they're not giving me more than a couple word answer, they're probably not excited that they're on the phone with me. They might even hang up with me. They're probably waiting to see when I get off the phone with them. So to me, that is a colder lead. If I talk to someone and I'm like, hey, Glenn, how's it going? And he's a little more fruitful and open. I'm doing really, really well. How you doing, Brandon? Great to hear from you. Way more engaged and way more likely to have a conversation. So one, know what you're gonna offer your unique selling proposition. Two, call, make a connection. Making the connection is absolutely key, especially if you haven't talked to someone for over a thousand days, that is a long period of time. Once you've made that connection, what we're gonna do, if you're unfamiliar with it, and I've learned it in a few different spots, is, uh, I mean, and if you want a book resource, uh, Sandler's You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike in a Seminar, I know Greg Mack talks about this, and lots of other sales mediums talked about this, is pain seeking. How do you ask some questions to get deeper into how things are going and how it's affecting them? So here's the thing, and this is the real skill of conversation. Starting a conversation with someone like Glenn, nurturing that conversation, identifying Is there something going on in his world that you might be able to actually help out with? Let's try something here. Glenn, role play with me for just a second. Sure thing. Hey, Glenn, how's it going? Long time no talk. It's Brandon from Strata. I know I haven't talked in three years, but I just want to touch base. How's everything going? Uh, It's been going pretty well. Things are busy at work, but I can't complain. Why about you? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Hey, listen, when we uh, last spoke, I know it was three years ago, uh, you mentioned that work was really, really crazy. And that's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to see you anymore. And I'm so sorry about that, but I'm glad to hear work's going well. How's that going now? Um, it's been going well. It's still a little bit busy, but it's a lot more manageable now that I've figured out you know, what I'm supposed to be doing in my role and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Great. Listen, I don't want to take up much of your time because I respect how busy you are. Um, what I'm doing is I'm kind of doing like a due diligence. I found that people like you through COVID, clients of mine, uh, COVID-19, those lockdowns, especially in Ontario, really tough on people. People like you are working from home more and I find their bodies are feeling different from being inactive and weren't able to get to the gym and be active. And I've got a bunch of different free videos and books and resources I've come up with over the last couple of years. And I just want to see if any of those things would be remotely useful for you. Do you mind if I ask you a little bit about like how your experience was with COVID? Oh, for sure. Let's talk. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, how was everything during COVID for you? Were you able to stay active? Uh, you know, it was a little stressful at the beginning and was able to stay active. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, it was tough with the kid at home and trying to pivot in such a small space and work from the home office. So, you know, I'll be honest, though, my physicality dropped, uh, levels dropped off a whole bunch since, uh, since the pandemic started. Yeah, it's been tough. Honestly, I can totally relate. Same thing happened. I'm sure you know I had two kids and it was just insane through that whole thing. Um, I wanted to see, I wrote this thing that kind of reminded me of you. Um, when we first spoke, one of the first things we talked about like, like nearly three and a half years ago was how your back pain was influencing you were sitting down at your office job from time to time. Has that gotten better? Um, you know, it was good when we were working together, but you know, when you don't exercise, you don't take care of your body, things tend to creep back up. So it's, it's kind of so, so it's not great if I'm being honest. Pain seeking. So when you say creep back up, I mean, if you want me asking, like, how was that influencing your day to day? That's interesting. You should say that. So just the other day I was sitting down and I noticed that after like an hour of just sitting down, my back starts to get tight, a little bit achy. And that never happened before. I could sit down for four or five hours, never had a problem. But these days, it seems like I'm getting older. Yeah. You feel like you're getting older. How do you mean that? Uh, just things are tighter, Brandon. You know, you get old. That's what happens with old age. You get tighter. Your body doesn't feel as good. 
I totally get that. You know what, actually? So this is the thing. I, I mean, I was remembering that back thing, and I'm starting to hear it's like aching a little bit more. Uh, I got an idea for you if you're remotely open to it. Um, two things. One, I created this whole video, and actually one of my correspondents at the gym here created this whole thing called the Bulletproof Back Series. And if you're open to it, I would love to send it to you because it's got a bunch of exercises and practical strategies that might be able to help you feel a little bit better. Or if you're open to it, um, I'd love to gift you a reassessment with me to get you to come in. I mean, you know, my assessment's a few bucks. I'd love to do it for free to get you to come in and just see if I can offer some more specific exercises to help you out. Is one of those like more interesting to you? I'm sure. You know what? I would. Le- if it's okay with you, send me those value pieces and maybe we can follow up in a week or two. Just things are crazy right now. I don't know what my schedule is going to be like, but I would definitely like to take a look at that guy. That'd be fantastic. Amazing, Glenn. Thanks so much. So you see what we did here, right? So he's not coming in for an assessment, right? This is the whole thing about being, don't be, get hung up with the money thing right now. But I haven't talked to him in over a thousand days and I gave him the option, right? And that's what I want you guys to hear is like, I was like, Hey, you can either have this thing for free or you can have this other thing for free. And he probably knows the other thing for free leads to other things. But what did we do? We made a connection. We're talking again. He said, Hey, touch base with me in a week or two. What do I do? I send the videos, I warm them up, I help them out. And I go, Hey, you know what? How about that free reassessment? That is a perfect example of very seamless and smooth conversation strategy to get people excited about being back in your world. And that's it. Mindset. Sorry. I'm, mindset, connection, pain seeking, offer. Absolutely. And this is what I would say to anybody trying this for the first time if you're not used to making these resurrection calls. It's okay to have a little bit of a script. Now, obviously, free-flowing conversation is the way to go. And that's really when you know you've kind of mastered these kind of skill sets and this kind of conversation is when you can just jump into it and go and free ball it, kind of like Brandon over here. People like me who maybe not uh, might not be as adept at those conversations, at least not to begin with, it's okay to spend a little bit of time planning these conversations out before you go into it. Understand, like Brandon said, your unique selling proposition and all that kind of stuff. But if you know there's key lines and key transition points, like, hey, I don't know if you're interested or not, but I have XYZ resources, or if you're interested at all, I also would be happy to do a free assessment with you. It usually costs a couple bucks, but I'd love to see if I could just help you out. Having those easy transition lines written out and practiced a whole bunch of time will make them a lot more seamless and a lot more easy to have when you are actually doing them. Just like in sports, if you are an athlete or you've experienced this before, what happens when you're under pressure? You default back to your baser instincts. You go with what you've repeated a whole bunch of times. And if you've practiced these conversations with uh, another person that you work with or you've written out and in the script and you've practiced it a couple times so you know a basic idea of what you're going to be saying, it's going to go really, really far into um, transitioning really, really well and helping that conversation be a lot more free when you do it. So if I might make a recommendation for people who are not used to doing this thing and are even maybe a little bit more nervous or antsy about it, take a little bit of extra time, plan it out just a little bit more, write a bit of a script and practice it a little bit before you call people. But do not, and I say this, do not make this planning and practicing a reason not to do it like, oh, I'm just not ready yet. Spend a little bit of time planning and practicing, but absolutely still got to take action and make those calls. Now, I'm going to tell you, I agree with Glenn, but I also would throw this out there is that in my opinion, most people who plan too long will paralyze themselves. Oh, for sure. And so what I would almost encourage you to do if you're hearing these strategies, you're like, hey, you know what? I think I could do that. I would say in the next 15 minutes, call one person right now, Mm -hmm. like right now, call, put this down, pause, whatever you're doing, stop listening and call someone right now and try and do those three things. Know what you're going to sell them, connect with them, try and do a bit of pain seeking and see how it goes. Like just start trying. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you think 
if someone's hesitant and they should just jump into it, who's the first person that they should call? Because I have an idea of who it should be, but should, should they call the person they think is going to be the warmest, hottest person? Or should they start with some of the coldest people and just focus on having a conversation first? Where do you think they should start? Warmest people are going to be the easiest people to have conversion. So I would say whoever you think of the warmest is that's been less time, call them because they like you and they've been talking to you sooner. And then the colder leads are going to be much tougher. Interesting, because the way I was thinking about it was if you're, if you're the kind of person who's very hesitant, try just calling the cold people first and just having just focus on making the connection and having that conversation you can try versus trying to get them right away into into your schedule or saying the value pieces no you can try I mean, it both fine. ways. I think thinking. it's about connect. Like I think the thing that's the biggest challenge is connection. Yeah. And so if people are afraid of calling people, and then calling people that they know and more familiar with might be an easier transition than someone they mm. haven't talked to for five years. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. So the second strategy I'm going to throw out there really quickly is frankly the same thing, but it just takes a little bit more energy, and that's kind of where I was just going with what Glenn was talking about. And this is pretty much you doing. Uh, active prospecting, door-to-door -door sales, outbound communication. Now, this is where if you have access to a gym floor or a pool of people, I would highly encourage you to leverage this same strategy. But it's the same four steps. Know your UPS, USP, unique selling proposition. Sorry about that. You need postal service. Uh, your unique selling proposition. Know what you're going to offer. You're going to try and make a connection with some folks. Do some pain-seeking and then make an offer. The difference is, is that with we're doing this kind of like cold outreach to people that you don't know at all, the nurturing connection sequence is a heck of a lot longer. Do you have a gym floor? I would say go on the gym floor and talk to 15 people. And you go, you know what? I don't wanna spend three hours talking to 15 people. Okay, what if you talk to 15 people every single day, three hours every day for the next month? And of those conversations, that's what is that? 15, 30, 60, 75 people per week, 150 every two, 300 people a month. Talk to 300 people a month. And at the end of that month, you now have three grand of new business. Wouldn't that be worth it? That's the whole thing is that it's a numbers game. So go on the gym floor, talk to people. Search your Instagram or your Facebook and look at other people that are prospective avatars that are like you, age, problem, demographic, reach out to them. Hey, Glenn, I saw you were checking out this post. Super awesome to see you're engaged with it. You commented, my back, ouch. Do you mind telling me a little bit more about that? Nurture, connect, and then go from there. This is actually the most stressful strategy. And one of the things I encourage Taylor to do here, who's really, um, he's our operations manager now, when he first started here, he was terrified of talking to people. I encouraged him to go to our local mall, sit on a bench and have no selling strategy, but go talk to five random people. And he was not happy about it. He'll tell you, check out one of the previous podcast episodes, but he went and did it and he made some connections and he realized one thing, people are not so scary. And at the end of the day, if you go in and you know, hey, I've got something that's super low hanging fruit for cold people that don't want to talk to me, something that's warmer and something that's hotter, right? A value piece, a group, free offer of an assessment. It's really great because you'd be like, Glenn, great talking with you. It's nice to meet you. Hey, listen, I think I actually got something I'm able to help you if you want. I got a video that could help you or we could come in and do a free assessment. Which do you want to do? So some ideas and food for thought today. Glenn, do you got anything else you want to add with that? No, I mean, I think the big thing is uh, take action, right? I work with someone who helps me with my mindset. He's uh, one of my mentors, right? Aside from, you know, Brandon helping me out here at Strata. This gentleman's one of my mentors. And his big thing is like, Glenn, you know, 
people, when they speak with me and talk with me, they want to talk and get ideas and whatnot, but unless they take action, nothing's really going to change. And so a lot of this comes down to action. If you're listening to this, you've been watching some of this stuff for a while, and it's been helpful, that's great. But without taking action, uh, nothing's going to change. Whether it's something small, like you just go to a park bench and you don't try to talk, so you don't, not that you don't try to talk, but you don't try to sell anyone, you just try to have some conversations and see how it goes. Or whether you pick up that phone after you finish listening to this and you just call some people and see what you can do in terms of resurrecting them, you have to take some kind of action. Do not let yourself get paralyzed by fear. Reframe about trying to help and nurture people and amazing great things are going to happen for you. So speaking of being paralyzed by fear, Glenn, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week. I'm going to throw it back to you, Brandon, because I'm not 100% sure about my pick of the week just yet. I'm sorry about that. But you look like you've got yours ready to go. So what I want to throw out there, you guys heard me recommend uh, DSLR cameras a bunch. And I will tell you, I think that if you're going to be doing video content like we are, um, I would highly recommend that you invest in a camera. Uh, this is my nicer of the two cameras. And honestly, I've got two because these are business investments. They're not just my own personal things. They're things for the entire business and have been very fruitful as such. But what I wanted to throw out there is if anyone has a camera and you're trying to figure out uh, what lenses you should buy, um, if you look at lenses, you will find that if you get to Canon glass, that you get to a thousand plus dollars really fast for lenses. Now this lens is still, this is a $500 lens still. But I want to throw out there that the big thing for me that I'm constantly talking about is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And this lens right here, compared to its counterpart by a brand name company like Canon, is literally one third of the price. So if you're someone that's getting into photography, you're getting into videography, and you want to make some changes to how your stuff looks, and you want to invest some money back into your business, I would highly recommend for lenses looking into Sigma lenses. They are a smaller Asian brand that is a little different than Canon. Canon's also from Asia, but they're less expensive. And in my opinion, they look way better. This is a Canon uh, 18 to 35 that we're using on this camera here. This is uh, with a 1.8 aperture. This is a Canon 35 milliliter, millimeter, not milliliter, uh, 1.4, which is super creamy. And I love it. They look super great, make you look super crisp, make the background look super blurry. Would highly recommend Sigma lenses if you're getting into any photography. Now you got to go. Okay, I got it. So uh, what I'm going to share with you today is something that helped me really, really early on. It's something I've been speaking to with some of the people that I coach through the FBM program. And it comes down to some stuff about time management. Now, very early on in my career, I've discovered a gentleman named Brian Tracy. He's a business coach. He's written hundreds of books, I think, at this point about how to manage yourself and your business and how to grow both professionally and in your career. And one of the things that keeps coming up in his books over and over again is time management and specifically the AB. CDE method of managing yourself and the tasks that you have to do. And it's very simply this. You have to take all the tasks that you do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. You write all of them down and you're going to give them a letter ranking A, B, C, D, E. A are things that are important and they have to get done very soon, important and urgent. B are things that are important but they're not urgent. C are things that have to get done at some point, but they're not really important or that urgent. D are things that you can delegate. E are tasks that you should eliminate. And if you really want to not get stuck in the minutia and you feel overwhelmed by all the stuff you have to do in your life, I highly recommend taking a list of all the different things that you've got to do, all the different tasks that are at hand, and writing them all down, and then rank them A, B, C, D, and E. And if you're a busy entrepreneur, 
You're someone who's got their own business, people working underneath, underneath you, and you want to really expand yourself. This is going to go a long way. And we talk about this concept in, in a different way in the leadership program, but it's the same idea, which is what are you doing right now that's either not important that you can delegate or just eliminate and not do at all and thus freeing you up for your higher return on investment tasks. So I highly recommend that if you are someone who's having a real hard time right now managing yourself and your time, rid of all the stuff that you got to do, rank it A, B, C, D, and E, and see what you can get rid of, see what you can delegate, and then schedule yourself accordingly. Everyone, thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. We are the Minds of the Muscle Show, and we love bringing you some great stuff on helping you explode your fitness professional business so you can have the career of your dreams. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Nice, smooth video today. I like it. We'll talk more about that next week, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. Everybody, take care. Have a good one.